Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. Amen. This morning is a very simplistic message, one that many of you have probably heard many, many times. It's probably one that several of you have heard and it's been preached 20 different ways and 30 different categories and it's been complicated over the years. It's been sugar-coated in some ways. This morning I want to bring your attention to the book of Galatians chapter 5. The book of Galatians chapter 5. We're familiar with this chapter. Why? Because as we read this chapter, we see the what? The fruits of the what? The Spirit, right? But I think we miss oftentimes a few things that are mentioned in this chapter and the challenge of everyday life. You know, most Christians would say that the challenge of everyday life is just being a good person. Some would even say that the challenge of everyday life as a Christian is just a struggle in itself. But the reality is it's not a struggle to be a Christian. It's the struggle against the flesh is the most challenging thing we face. Over the years, we have seen people who have have literally failed and they've stayed down because it is so hard to struggle with everyday life. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 is where we're going to start to read, and it says this, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to the one of the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would do, but if ye are led by the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, vainness, emulations, wrath, strife, sedations, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revealings, and such like of thee which I tell you before as I have also told you in the past that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. This is the part we all know, right? But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And for some reason we stop there and we forget verse 24. And it says this, And they that are in Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. You know, we can often lust after things other than the opposite sex. You know that, right? You can lust after new cars. You can lust after foods. You can lust after homes. You can lust after all of these things, but the reality is that's not even your struggle. The struggle that you have in everyday life is simply Your flesh. You know, your flesh says, 
Man, it would feel really good to be on a beach right now with my feet in the sand and think about the Lord there. We could all agree to that, right? Or me, I, I'm the type, I, would, I like being out on the lake in a boat, just, just sitting there, floating, nothing else going on, not fishing, not nothing, just sitting there. To me, that is my relaxing place. That's where I can go and I can forget about everything in the world. But that's not the reality of who we're called to be. Now, now hear, hear this. We're not to take any pleasure in the world, right? Why do we take pleasures into the world? Because our flesh says, hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to enjoy yourself. If it does not bring honor and glory to God, we're doing it wrong, ladies and gentlemen. There are times where I'm around folks and, and they'll begin to, to tell jokes and I'm just standing there. And I'll, I'll walk away and they'll be like, man, you didn't find that funny. You have no sense of humor. No, I, I have a great sense of humor. Spend five minutes with me. You can have fun without perversion and filth and nasty talking. Amen? You know, your flesh is deceiving. The gratifying nature of the human flesh is growing rapid and it's told to be a normal. Did you know that? We've got men who don't even know if they're men. I'm going to say some things this morning that are going to be controversial. Forewarning you now. We've got men that don't know if they're men, women that don't know if they're women or not, and we've got people that are educated that stand up behind a podium and say, well, I'm not a, a scientist. I'm not a biologist. We are created in the image of God. Your flesh does not determine who you are. The cross determined what was paid for, and the day that He formed you in your mother's womb determined who you are. Amen? The flesh has become a gratifying nature that people say, you know what? I can do what I want to be. The American dream, right? How many of you kids have heard that already in school? You can be anything you want to be. You can be the president. You can be this. You can be that. That's the biggest lie told in the American culture. Hear me out, Maria, before you throw something at me. The biggest lie told in the American culture because you will never be no more than what God has called you to be. God created some to be great, mighty men and women of God. He created some to, to, to stand back and be prayer warriors. He's, he's called, created some to be senators and lawyers and all of these things. But the reality is if their flesh is in the way, they'll never understand their true calling in life just as we won't. This week as I studied for this, I began to examine my own life, Waylon, and I said, Lord, what is it that, that my flesh is in the way of? What is it in my own life, Lord, that, that I struggle with that shouldn't even be an issue in my life? And you know, I, I, I waited all week and I studied all week and, and I sat down Last night, and I opened up my Bible, Romans chapter 8, verse 6. You don't have to turn there. This is just a highlight that I want to make really quickly. Romans chapter 8, verse 6, and it, it said this, For the set 
For to set the mind on the flesh is death. I've seen that. That's the only thing I've seen. You know, we're, we're, we're so focused as a, a culture of people that we, we, we get up every day and we go to work. We get up every day and we do the things that, that normal grown-ups and adults do. We, we work. We, we get that little paycheck. We pay our bills. And the cycle seems to never end. I'm going to pick on Miss Susie really quick. And we wait for 65. We do the best we can do to get through. But the reality is, that's not even who we're designed to be. Yesterday, I was so amazed. And I'm going to brag on him. And he may not want me to, but I, I, look, at, I look at things a little different. Y'all know that. Amen? It's okay. But yesterday, I, I was standing there under that awning, and I was like, what in the world is Waylon doing? Then he come back and he got another handful and he said, man, I'm praying for folks. I'll be right back. That wasn't the flesh saying, look what I'm doing. That's saying, I'm doing what God's called me to do. That's not the flesh saying, I want you to just hang out and be seen by people. Look, everybody had a part to do, okay? Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I'm saying this, when we understand our true calling as human beings, when we understand who God's called us to be, our identity in the cross, when we understand that, we no longer look at the flesh and say, give me the desires of my flesh, but Lord, give me the desire in my heart to desire after you. Because the flesh, for the mind on the flesh is death, but listen to this, but the mind on the spirit is is life and peace. That's amazing to me. Do you know how much better we could be as, a, as a, a human race if we all sat back and said, God, I don't know what you've got in store for me. I don't know what my, my future holds, but I know that I'm going to seek you with all that I have and all that I am. And, and, and I'm not going to worry about my desires and my wants. I'm going to worry about you because you paid the ultimate sacrifice on Calvary's cross. So I could be free, not just so I could get to heaven, but so I could have relationship with Abba Father. Do y'all realize that we, we don't have to go into that temple every year and go through a ritual? We have straight, direct access to Abba Father. But for some reason, our flesh gets in the way. You know why our flesh gets in the way? Oh, here we go. This is the part that hurt. Like, I cried. I literally... Y'all ever had one of those cries where it's just one of those snotty cries? Like, you're like, man, I'm a mess. I hope nobody sees me like this kind of things. I realized that at that moment, we can become numb to the routine of being a Christian because of our flesh. I go to church. I attend Sunday school. I pay my tithes. I do everything I know to do. I, I'm even active. I even, I even help out in church. I do, I do all the things that I, I, I know to do. 
But what is it that you're looking for in those things? Well, nothing. I'm not looking for anything other than just being helpful and serving in the church. That's great. I'm so excited to see each and every one of you excited to serve. Amen? But if we're not serving Him, we're doing it wrong. It's all about Jesus. It's not about us. I mean, we, we, we've got the t-shirts that, that say it. We, we, we know that that's one of my, my mottos has, has been from day one. It's all about Jesus. It's not about me. It's not about nothing that I do or say. It's all about Him. All signs need to point to the cross. We're in the midst of a world that is dying and going to hell. And we've got people who don't even know who they are because they chase after the flesh. And here's a shocker. Are you ready? 90% of them are sitting in a church this morning. (coughs) Sitting in church this morning. And they're waiting on opportunity to come knocking and say, hey, I can give you a better job. Hey, I can give you more money. Hey, I can give you this. Hey, I can give you that. When the reality is, I want the peace of the Father in me in such a way that everybody we encounter knows that we're in love with Jesus. Well, Tom, I'm not real good at sharing my faith. I, 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 I you know, I'm, I'm shy. That's the flesh telling you you can't do something. Just stand there. You'll be surprised what the Holy Spirit will do through you once we get out of the way. Amen? I had someone ask me one time, they said, let me ask you a question. What do you get out of praying for people? Absolutely nothing. I don't want anything from it. I want to love people right where they're at. Why do you? Why? why? That makes no sense. Because people are not a problem. They're an opportunity. Our flesh is the problem. But it's when we chase after the Spirit. Look, you, you want to you encounter Him in such a real way? Listen to me. Let, let me tell you this, and, and, and Brother Mike, I know you would agree, but let that worship moment be intense. I've seen people lift their hands and worship the Father in, in hymns just like they do in contemporary music. There's no difference. When you worship the Father, you're worshiping worshiping Him. You're not worshiping a musician. The flesh will tell you, oh, focus on what they're doing. You may miss something. When the reality is, it's not about them either. It's about Jesus. Look, I want you to hear this this morning. Denying yourself, taking up your cross, and following Him means that you've got to crucify your flesh on that thing. You've got to. Now, if you're content, hear me. If you're content in coming to church and just doing the same old things week after week, that's when you and God, that ain't got nothing to do with me. But I'm going to tell you what, and I'm saying this with boldness and love this morning. If you're content in that place, if you're okay with just going through the motions, God help you. Because that's a sad reality. I've been there, I know. I was miserable. Look, I was miserable standing from a pulpit preaching week after week at different revivals and different events and I would come home, Mike, and I'd put that Bible back on the shelf. 
until the phone rang again. I did that for almost two and a half years. I walked out on my, my patio one night or on the deck above our patio and we had just finished it. It took four and a half years to finish a deck. It's a running joke, y'all. I promise you it didn't take that long. It felt like an eternity. No, it did not. We're not arguing in church. Stop. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. But but the reality is, I walked out on that deck and, and I'll never forget it. It was drizzling rain and, and I was just, I couldn't figure out why I was stuck, Mike. I couldn't figure it out. Like even when I prayed, it was just nothing. I would read my Bible and it was nothing. Like I wasn't getting anything from nothing. I, I just couldn't. And I'll never forget that day it began to rain. And, and I heard this song come across the radio. And it simply said, let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven and let it rain. And at that very moment, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, the moment you get out of the way, I'll take over. And y'all, I had this bad habit. I would sit down and I would type out word for word just about what I would say. And it was a disaster. It was a nightmare. Because I was doing all the work. And I'll never forget, I stood there that night or that afternoon and I argued with God. I was miserable. I had no clue whether I was coming or going, but my prayer was simply this. Father God, I don't know what I'm doing, but use me. Please use me. I'm begging you. Use me. I'm willing and able. I had preachers tell me, Tom, if you can do anything else but preach, do it. If you can do anything else, just do that. Don't, 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 don't desire to be used by God. Pastors, preachers, other evangelists, if you can do anything else, do it. You get nothing after, after desiring to be used by God. It, it's nothing. And I was mind blown that these men of God who I admired would say such things. And one night, changed my whole momentum. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It was a Saturday night at exactly 7 o'clock. I'll never forget it. Abby was standing beside me on this side. Parker was standing beside me. Carrie and Chloe were on their way to that church. It was a, the last night of the men's conference. And the young man sat down at that piano and he began to play. Let it rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Not a rain cloud in sight. It wasn't even calling for rain. The thunder rumbled and the hell, heaven's gates broke open and hell's chains broke off of me that night because I realized it was not about me. It was not about nothing I wanted, but it was all about Jesus because the movement of the Spirit in my life is more important than the flesh. Am I telling you there's not going to be struggles? Absolutely, there's going to be struggles. Am I telling you that it's going to be a walk in the park? Absolutely not. It's going to be a walk in the park. Absolutely not. Am I telling you that, that, that everything's going to be 
good just like that? Absolutely not. But let me tell you this, your flesh is a lying, deceitful, manipulative tool that the enemy will use to keep you distracted and pushed down, weighed down, and, 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 and down and out. Do you know, and I'm going to say this, listen very, 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 very closely. Please listen very closely. The enemy is depressed. He's anxious. He's miserable. And he wants you to be just as depressed, anxious, and miserable as he is. Well, you can't say that. You don't know what it's like. You want to bet? Battled depression for many years. Battled anxiety for many years. And there's no way you can tell me my Father in Heaven put something on me so I would just be miserable. Because I just read where it's joy, love, and peace. You can't tell me that, 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 that the flesh... Is okay sometimes because it's not, because it's death. How many of you right now have ever had a conversation with somebody and they say simply this, if I win the lottery, I won't forget about you. If I win the lottery, I won't forget about you. How many people ever had a conversation with somebody and go, you know what? When I get to heaven, I won't forget about you. The heaven with me, the hell with the world mindset has entered the church. Did y'all know that? It's entered the church. Many, many years ago, it entered the church. There's so much division among us and denominational barriers that we realize one thing. They're wrong and we're right. It's the flesh. It's the enemy saying, hey, you can't do that because that's not, that's not normal. You can't love people like that. You can't talk to people like that. You can't do these things because it's not normal. That's the flesh. And I'll tell you something, your flesh will lie to you. And I'm getting ready to close. And I want you to understand what I'm just going to say. This I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. How do you walk in the Spirit? You understand that it's not about you, it's about Him. How do you walk in the Spirit more? You realize that everything you do is about Jesus. How do you walk in the Spirit daily? You realize it's not about you, it's all about Jesus. If you will, stand with me this morning. Hey, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart. And maybe even today you're asking yourself, do I know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? You know, oftentimes in life, we find ourselves in the mix of life. And life is hard. It's difficult. But if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and today you say, you know what? I want to do that. I want to accept Jesus. I want to know Him on a more intimate level. If that's you, my friend, today I want to pray with you. Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him I would be nothing. Amen. 
My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some, some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.